the thirteenth day of the month. The Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kindly to everyone, an apt teacher, patient, correcting opponents with gentleness. Second Timothy 2, verses 24-25 through 25. Today we consider gentleness as a fruit of the Spirit. From birth onward, we seem to know instinctively how to be harsh and even cruel, particularly to those with whom we disagree. Most of us have mastered well the skills of sarcasm and superiority. Gentleness, on the other hand, seems to be something we have to learn, particularly when dealing with those who strongly oppose us. Yet who among us would not prefer that we ourselves be corrected by a gentle person rather than by someone whose manner is rude and caustic? Paul asked the Corinthians a question whose answer is a foregone conclusion. What would you prefer? Am I to come to you with a stick or with a love in a spirit of gentleness? In our interactions at home, at church, in the workplace, in the world at large, the gentle manner of a Christian believer is a powerful testimony to the alluring gentleness of the Christ to whom we are to bear witness. Opening Prayer Give grace, O Lord Jesus, as I seek your way, that I may grow more and more into your likeness, and that I may bear your ensign as a banner of hope and direction before all who are distraught or confused. Through this time of daily devotion, instill in me your own gentleness, quiet my overwrought alarms, and enable me to rest confidently in your wisdom. These things grant by the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen. Psalm 139, verses 1 through 12. God, investigate my life. Get all the facts firsthand. I'm an open book to you. Even from a distance, you know what I'm thinking. You know when I leave and when I get back. I'm never out of your sight. You know everything I'm going to say before I start the first sentence. I look behind me and you're there. Then up ahead and you're there too. Your reassuring presence coming and going. This is too much, too wonderful. I can't take it all in. Is there any place I can go to avoid your spirit? To be out of your sight? If I climb to the sky, you're there. If I go underground, you're there. If I flew on morning's wings to the far western horizon, you'd find me in a minute. You're already there waiting. Then I said to myself, Oh, he even sees me in the dark. At night, I'm immersed in the light. It's a fact. Darkness isn't dark to you. Night and day, darkness and light, they're all the same to you. From the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 3, verses 18 through 28. Then I commanded you at the time, saying, The Lord your God has given you this land to possess. All you valiant men shall cross over arm before your brethren, the sons of Israel, But your wives and your little ones, your livestock, I know that you have much livestock, shall remain in your cities which I have given you, until the Lord gives rest to your fellow countrymen, as to you, and they shall also possess the land which the Lord your God will give them beyond the Jordan. Then you may return every man to his possession which I have given you. I commanded Joshua at the time, saying, Your eyes have seen all that the Lord your God has done to these two kings. So the Lord shall do to all the kingdoms into which you are about to cross. Do not fear them. For the Lord your God is the one fighting for you. 
I also pleaded with the Lord at that time, saying, O Lord God, you have begun to show your servant your greatness and your strong hand. For what God is there in heaven or on earth who can do such works and mighty acts as yours? Let me, I pray, cross over and see the fair land that is beyond the Jordan, that good hill country and Lebanon. But the Lord was angry with me on your account and would not listen to me. And the Lord said to me, Enough! Speak to me no more of this matter. Go up to the slope of Pisgah and lift up your eyes to the west and north and south and east and see it with your eyes, for you shall not cross over this Jordan. But charge Joshua and encourage him and strengthen him, for he shall go across the head of this people and he will give them as an inheritance the land which you will see. From the letter to the Romans, chapter 9, verses 19 through 33. You will say to me then, Why does he still find fault? For who resists his will? On the contrary, who are you, O man, who answers back to God? The thing molded will not say to the molder, Why did you make me like this? Will it? Or does not the potter have a right over the clay to make the same lump one vessel for honorable use and another for common use? What if God, although willing to demonstrate his wrath and to make his power known, endured with much patience vessels of wrath prepared for destruction? And he did so to make known the riches of his glory upon vessels of mercy, which he prepared beforehand for glory, even us whom he also called, not from among Jews only, but also from among Gentiles. As he also says in Hosea, I'll call those who are not my people, my people, and her who is not beloved, beloved. And it shall be that in the place where it was said to them, you are not my people, there they shall be called sons of the living God. Isaiah cries out concerning Israel, Though the numbers of the sons of Israel be like the sands of the sea, it is the remnant that will be saved. For the Lord will execute his word on the earth thoroughly and quickly. And just as Isaiah foretold, unless the Lord of Sabbath has left to us to posterity, we would have become like Sodom and would have resembled Gomorrah. But what shall we say then? That Gentiles who did not pursue righteousness attained righteousness, even the righteousness which is by faith. But Israel, pursuing a law of righteousness, did not arrive at that law. Why? Because they did not pursue it by faith, but as though it were by works. They stumbled over the stumbling stone, just as it is written, Behold, I lay in Zion a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, and he who believes in him will not be disappointed. From the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 24. Verses 1 through 14. Jesus came out from the temple and was going away when his disciples came up to point out the temple buildings to him, and he said to them, Do not see all these things? Truly I say to you, not one stone here will be left upon another which will not be torn down. As he was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when will these things happen, and what sign will be of your coming and of the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, See to it that no one misleads you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will mislead many. You will be hearing of wars and numerous of wars. See that you are not frightened, for those things must take place. But that is not yet the end, for nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and in various places there will be famine and earthquakes. But all these things are merely the beginning of birth pangs. Then they will deliver you to tribulation and will kill you, and you will be hated by all nations because of my name. 
At that time, many will fall away and will betray one another and hate one another. Many false prophets will arise and will mislead many. Because lawlessness is increased, most people's love will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end, he will be saved. This gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all the nations, and then the end will come. These are the readings of the words of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thursday's Prayer God, your glory calls your people to adoration daily. Guide and inspire all who plan and who will take leadership in the worship of our congregation when again we gather in prayer on the Lord's Day. To musicians, lectors, preachers, and all others, give a full measure of your Holy Spirit, that they may glorify not themselves but you. Prepare my heart and the hearts of all your people to receive their ministries with joy and gratitude to you, and extravagant generosity toward others. This we pray through Christ the Risen One. Amen. From the Methodist Handbook on Prayer 2022, this comes from Hilary Evans, former president of Methodist Women in Britain. Lord, sometimes emotions of sadness and anger are overwhelming as desperate refugees are enfolded in deep waters and authorities seem to be blind and deaf. We sometimes feel like helpless witnesses to droughts and floods, tornadoes and fires as they spread homelessness and trauma. And yet we know you are there. Even in the midst of every tragedy, every challenging situation, strengthening the rescuers, comforting the bereaved, and through humankind striving for a world where justice and fairness are paramount. Whatever our circumstances, may we always feel you near, helping us to support others' needs. Amen. The full version of the Serenity Prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, the wisdom to know the difference, living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardship as the pathway to peace, taking as he did the sinful world as it is, not as I would have it, trusting that he will make all things right if I surrender to his will, that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with him forever in the next. Amen. <laughs> 